Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can listen to the PGP on its own feed the Permission Granted Podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform or within the DA Show's feed as well. Or it's also available inside the Odyssey app, so find it there as well. So Tuesday morning was a bit of a bleep show coming in. We had huge thunderstorms overnight in the New York City area and then tornado warning as well. We never have one of those around here. And then... All of the highways coming into the city flooded on the Long Island side, which is where you and Peter are coming from. I was in the city that night. I went to the Mets game on Monday night, stayed at my brother's house. And oh. then, so I just came in within from Brooklyn into Manhattan. Kevin Wall, who's in for, for Cap, who's a new dad, came in from Jersey. But you guys were coming in from the other side on Long Island. Bogus was smart. He took mass transit. He took the train. You and Bilotti drove. Yeah, well, and that's our usual routine. Bogus is a train guy. Me and Pete drive. But, yeah, and I really am angry at myself. Huh. And perhaps because I worked from home on Monday, I wasn't on top of this DA. But you're always the one coming to me for the weather stuff. Hey, what's the weather looking like? Yeah. I packed my clothes, woke up, got in the car, started the car at about 15 after 4 a.m., I had to get a little gas on the way. It's not a drop of rain, not anything. I'm humming along. All right, here we go. Trash Tuesday, thinking about the show. And I go a good 20 minutes of driving without even having a thought that rain could be on the way. I, I In fact, I even said, maybe I'll tape side B with Bogus before the show. Wow. And then suddenly, my GPS pops up with something I've never seen before on my Apple Maps or Google Maps, whatever. Tornado warning area approach. I said, excuse me? So I quickly turned to... You know, our news station, if you will, and in the process of this, like in Wolfful Breath, is an anchor stumbling over this report he's gotten like it's an apocalypse about to come. There is a tornado warning we've just been handed to the, you know, to the desk. You know, Sheik Seltzer, uh, 
seek shelter. That's right. Get in bathtubs, he's telling people. I go, get in bathtubs. And he goes into Queens, Brooklyn area. And I am humming along to Queens, Brooklyn. I said, what? And I'm looking, still no rain. Within five minutes, monsoon. Lightning bolts everywhere. I'm like, all right, this is a little freaky, a little scary. But I, I trudged on. And then all of a sudden the time started building and I started to realize that this water we were taking on was just a little too much for the roadways. To the point I had to pull over. So at City Field, which is in Queens between Manhattan and Long Island, there's so much water and so much flooding, you guys are pulled over to the side of the road. Yeah, so City Field, because they do a good job, is connected to two major highways in the New York State City area. The Long Island Expressway and the Grand Central Parkway, both of which can get us to work. But those crossroads themselves, whichever you were on, is so much water that there's actually waves. Like, I, 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 unbelievable. And I'm somebody who's crashed into a flood a year and a half ago where I still kind of have anxiety about driving through that. But this was, that was, you know, a thin road. This was six lanes deep of you actually needed a boat to get across, except for one tiny shoulder slash lane overpass that six lanes and tractor trailers are converging onto one. And there are buses turned around with just the, like halfway up the buses with hazards going off that are flipped on the opposite side. Cabs, cars. It was like the movie I Am Legend that just happened to be in the wrong downward spot in traffic at the wrong time where the waters came rushing in and were completely flooded out. So at about 5 a.m., you're like, hey, me and Pete are stuck. There's a ton of water, and we don't know if we're going to get in. And I'm like, oh, boy. So I got into the office. Bogues into the office. Kevin Wall was into the office. But we're waiting on you two guys. And I'm like, what is this going to be? If both of Merez and Bilotti are out, how do we? How, what do we do? And I'm thinking, okay, Kevin Wall is doing stream, has done the done the the engineering force in the past. He's got to move to the board. I said, what do you think about the stream? He's like, I'll just set up the camera and hit on, and there's going to be no edits, no different camera right. work, no graphics. And I'm like, oh, boy. And so between 5 a.m. And, and 6 a.m., you find a way to maneuver through side streets to get yourself up and around the flood and then up I, and around Manhattan and down. And I'm like a fullback. Pete is about a mile behind me this whole ride. So he's on the phone with me. All right, what are you up? Because the GPSs are not now picking up what's going on. It was like system overload. We have no idea where you can even move. And I'm basically all and He's Warwick done with our cars finding the route. So you're finding the route. And are you now talking him through like a hostage situation an hour's worth of driving in traffic. It was essentially 45 minutes straight with being on the phone with Pete. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I'm here now. Don't go there. You don't hang up and call back. It's just There was one hang up when he wanted to call James Baccioni about a plan about starting the show, not knowing that you were already here. And Baccioni runs the board for Amy, so Pete's idea was Botch stays after Amy right. to get us on the air, and then Pete takes over when he gets yeah, in here. Yeah, because the good thing was we still had a sense of where we were, and we knew based on news reports and everything else, that once we got past a certain point, it was as if Manhattan didn't get as crushed as bad as the Brooklyn-Queens area. So we kind of knew we weren't going to miss the show, but it was like we're not going to make the start of the show. But it was So what's that chaos. 45 minutes on the phone with Pete like in the middle of well, tornado warnings? it's both stressful and very funny because in many ways it was calming because I don't, I no longer do well with driving in bad rain because of the totaling of my car that happened about a year and a half ago. I just, my car got totaled out in the flood. I don't like that. I don't like the feeling. 
And I just have horrible flashbacks to that moment. So I'm kind of panicked, but at the same time, it's so unbelievably chaotic. When you see the scenes we see of like this rushing water and buses and hazard lights and no, there were cops out there kind of trying to direct what they could. Hearing Pete's commentary over, ah, come the bleep on. How could this happen? What what is this bleep hole doing? What is this? And then you got the tractor trail zoomed by. There was like this aura of calmness of if Pete's that stressed, it makes me feel better. So in many ways, it it was hysterical, panicky, but because of Pete's panic, it made me feel better. So And Pete also gotta remember, everything I'm hearing him comment on is something I had just seen three to five minutes earlier. So is Pete really worried he's going to miss the show? Yes. And in fact, I could tell you there is a moment. I'm, I'm close. I, Cause I know the exit. I was near Utopia Parkway on, on the Long Island Expressway. And there was a moment with Pete where he's on the phone as it's coming down in buckets. And I had just gotten done pulled over. And I was going to restart my route because of, you know, it had slowed a little bit on the rain. And Pete says to me, Goes, you know what? I don't give a damn anymore. If I get there at 7, I get there at 7. Oh, I'm supposed to break a leg in every part of my car to get into this job. And he gives you the whole rundown about how, you know, life doesn't love you back. And it's just, it's hysterical. Like, if, if it was truly mic'd up and we had camera crews in the back, it would have been hysterical looking back. <laughs> because it really, like, people's cars and lives were, were turned upside down today. Like, nobody, it doesn't look like any deaths or anything, but, you know... A lot of damage all over the place just from floods for cars. And it was just to navigate around that and thankfully be 20 minutes behind being stuck in those to begin with. Like, it could have been our cars doing that. Everything was just bananas. Absolutely bananas. Kevin Wall, I don't know if he doesn't know what he doesn't know (laughs) or he's just supernaturally calm. But because both you and Pete were not here... I was like, hey, Kev, we got to assemble a, a, a solution. He's like, okay, what do you need? And I said, well, you know, again, you'd, you'd have to be on the board. Okay. And I was like, and then the stream, he's like, yeah, I'll just set it up and press, one, press on. And I was like, okay. And I was like, can you get soundcheck together? Yep, no problem. Uh, he goes, what do you need for the cold open? And I was like, uh, this, this, this. Okay. I mean, it was like nothing had changed in his life that we had two-fourths of the show unavailable to start the show. Right. And I'm like, wow, Wall is a great guy to have at this spot because he just is unflappable. You know, there's something to be said for that, that in a moment like that, even if you're not necessarily great at all the little things, if your intangible is, I'm just not going to freak out because what are you going to do, yell at me if I do screw up? Like, man, that could just be the attitude. I'm going to do it. And if you don't like it, oh, well, I'm the one here doing it. I think that's got to be the attitude. It was like a Jay Cutler situation. Yeah. You're like, you aren't flat. You aren't, you know, flustered. Right. What do you do? This? Bench me? You need me now. So here's here's <laughs> what's going to happen. That's kind of the attitude. But it worked out. Cold open was fine. So um, yeah. Kev ends up editing the cold open. He ends up getting two-thirds of the audio sound check together. You had already kind of said what we needed for sound check. You had seen the Chris Moore, what has happened here already and then we knew we were going to play boomer and geo from yesterday saying that you're just an attention whore so we had that set up <laughs> you end up plowing your way in with about 10 minutes to go before the show park the car at 5 48 a.m the show starts at six that was a big hustle up the elevator and by the way it was pretty funny because all the years of coming in early i'm usually here about an hour earlier than that you know 45 minutes an hour earlier than that 
there was like a mass of people at that time coming up the elevator and everybody in the elevator sharing the same experience. It was oh. like everybody coming from the same route. We had come from, can you believe the water there? And it was like all these people and all these morning radio shows mm. that planned on being there at some point a little earlier that all had just dealt with the chaos of getting in. So it was like packed elevators coming up 10 minutes before 6 a.m. And then Pete Botch is ready to go to hit that open at 6 o'clock on the dot, 5.58, 5.59, and here comes Pete into the room with like 42 seconds to go. The windbreaker like, on like a pitcher out of the bullpen. Yeah, I'm like, wow, Pete made it too. Pete sits down, and it's like nothing ever happened. Dude is cool as a cucumber. He did. He was. And Pete, I, you know, in that moment, could have really... I think Pete five years ago melts because he, his brain can't take what happened. Uh-huh. But there was no melting there in that spot. It was truly, truly unbelievable. Nobody would have known the difference. As soon as Pete sits in that chair, Wall goes right back to the simulcast room, starts Bopping on the simulcast. I'm like, wow. No shots of empty chairs today? Everybody was no, good to go. No, everything was good. I was like, this is a pretty good operation. We we pulled it off. Yeah. Communication's key, you know? Nathaniel Hackett not communicating with Russell Wilson. <laughs> Big story on Monday night. We all had very good communication. We were out of it. Look, I mean, we knew an hour before showtime we were in a little bit of a pickle. So Cap has his daughter the other night. They, I think it was Saturday night they had, they had the girl. That sounds right, because I don't think I got that text on a football Sunday. I think that was Saturday. Cap, and you're like, do we have a name? Baby girl, Zoe. Zoe Kaplan. I was like, that's an awesome name. And she's adorable. I mean, really, really pretty. Very cute, yeah. Which, did you think Cap was going to have an absolutely adorable little daughter called Zoe? No. Well, first of all, if you told me this two weeks ago, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Captain right? Avenue Door. Everybody, so, no. the world changed in two weeks. No. And maybe I've become real softy at heart and biased since having two kids of my own, but I used to be team most babies are ugly. Now, I mean, granted, Peyton had a rough going early on, but <laughs> now she's adorable. But no, Zoe, there's there's no mistaking her for Danny DeVito. That, no. That's a that very nice looking baby. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty little girl. And so now Cap's just doing paternity leave. He's going to be out for three weeks now. He's just being. We don't know if Cap will be back first or Dak Prescott at this point. <laughs> Mr. Mom, Dr. Dad, the Wizard of Watch DA, he's just doing dad duty now for three weeks. And helping out, the baby just comes home for the first day. And because I'm working from home, he gets me up remotely on Zoom while changing a diaper the first day the baby is home. Unreal. He helps out Kevin Wall. I, I can't imagine that. Unreal. I can't imagine that. First of all, his his wife, unbelievable. Like in that spot, she, I, my wife would be like, "What are you, what are you doing? Are you helping out with the show right now?" <laughs> Six a.m. Change the diaper and get back to bed. I've had some ideas about how Cap can still help us, and I got to keep scrapping ideas. I'm like, no, no, you can't ask Cap to work in the middle of paternity leave with a brand new newborn. You can't do that, DA. Especially when it's your first kid. It is. You are. You're taking on water like the roads. You yeah. don't know what is going on. Your head's on a swivel. <laughs> I thought one of the most indelible images from this week is is Pete doing his ideal broadcast. And it was him on the couch <laughs> watching Keith Hernandez announce a Mets game next to Alf <laughs> and Tom Hanks, a young Tom Hanks in a banana hammock. 
<laughs> While Keith Hernandez breaks down the count in Sesame Street. And, like, we got on this riff because Keith Hernandez had recounted when he was on Sesame Street in the 80s during a Mets broadcast. We play that audio. And then, really, you know, like, I like Alf, but in the kind of sarcastic, like, I know Alf was ridiculous kind of way, which is I like just right. love ridiculous things from the 80s. I didn't realize, like, that is a very powerful thing that he loves. He loves Alf, and if he could sit next to Alf on the couch, it would be. It's, it's, that's his thing. Now, I, I thought about this on Monday night, I guess. I was thinking about that segment because I kept laughing about it, too. For some reason, Tom Hanks in a banana hammock really gets me. <laughs> but I, I really wish I knew somebody that was like a talented painter that was cost-effective. Because how great a portrait would be for Pete for his house to have Pete smiling with like the popcorn and the remote in his hand, and next to him is Tom Hanks sitting with his legs spread in a banana hammock, and Alf on the other <laughs> arm, and it's Pete with the clicker. Like that on a couch to me is the best portrait ever that Pete could have in his TV room. The the Pete Tom Hanks love affair actually is something that happened when I was off of the air. It was a show that I was I was not on. And I remember coming back or, or listening to the clip or something. And it was all about how you guys had gone through Tom Hanks's movies or something. Well, or was... no. Well, we rehashed it then. It started like week one, home with the pandemic. We found out Tom Hanks had tested positive yeah. for COVID. That's where it started. And Pete was like. Deathly afraid. Yes. Like that is what shook Pete to the core about COVID. It was nothing else that happened other than. No, you can't get Tom Hanks. <laughs> and that's where the, hey, ho, he didn't like the girl, the wife or something of Tom Hanks. with that. Like, that's when we fell in love with it. And then we had him rank his movies down the line, and like, he rehashed like really how deep his love went for Tom Hanks. Mm, okay, so maybe when he rehashed it, I was not yeah. on that show. But yes, and he really considers Tom Hanks to be like a great American and such a familiar, kind face. And like everything that he really loves... He just, he trusts Tom Hanks. And then it became that he loves Tom Hanks so much that he actually, like, is physically attracted to Tom Hanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if Pete was on that side of the aisle, Tom Hanks might be somebody he's interested in. Which is unbelievable. So, the the story of the week, though, is your two viral videos, namely the ring camera video after the Giants win and you let out primal screams on the porch. And this has now 700,000 views as of after the show on Tuesday morning. Holy f***, finally! Finally, little f***ing opener! Holy God! We've reacted, the show's reacted, Boomer and Geo have reacted, people in the newsroom have reacted. We don't know, though, the behind the scenes. How does the Mraz family and inner circle react to you having a video gone viral? My dad texted me because I don't know anything about views, but this seems like insane. This is, And my dad was the only, this is just something we've done our whole lives because my father was the king of the stoop yell. <laughs> really? The king of the stoop yell growing up. He would pace outside during commercial breaks on the stoop and just scream curse words in the air. And I think I kind of inherited that over the years. And, yeah, like during those big moments where you're just mentally exhausted, you just let it out. And the only reason I went to that well was, again, because my kid was sleeping. But, yeah, that he, he just couldn't believe it. <laughs> my wife thinks I'm an idiot. 
Uh, an absolute idiot. She was happy that I was a little respectful, although the dog barking apparently was no good. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things like, can you believe this? And I, in the moment when I got it, and again, I posted it like an hour and a half after it happened when I kind of laughed at myself and I decompressed. I posted it. I saw it get, you know, a couple retweets. So I figured giant fans that follow me would like it. And there was a point like 45 minutes later, I'm like, it has 10,000 views already. And I texted you guys in cap. I go, that seems like ridiculous for that short amount of time. I never in a million years when I posted that thought a half a million times it would be viewed. That seems crazy to me. It's not like I have some big mass following either. It's crazy to me. Do you think the fact that people wrote about this, Bleacher Report posted it on a, they wrote about it. Do you think this will help one giant step? Okay. So obviously I had that thought. I'm like, because... (laughs) I, I've gained almost a thousand followers, just a lot. It's my biggest Twitter jump in following that I've ever had. And many of whom are going to be Giants fans. Naturally, like, wow, this guy's crazy like me. Because so many of the quote tweets, you guys will laugh, were I had the same reaction, that kind of thing. So I said, well, this is perfect now because I'm going to put out a podcast on Monday. So all of these new Twitter followers and everything I had, I'm like, great. I taped the new one giant step. I put it out there. And I don't know the listener count at all, and I'm sure it's for digital. But I would tell you a very wimperly three likes the tweet got on the <laughs> podcast, and I think one retweet. And I said to myself, hmm, boy, if all this new attention from Giants fans doesn't get people to download, I don't know what more I'm supposed to do. So maybe the downloads were there and the tweet didn't deserve <laughs> likes, but it was like, I went back and I refreshed that tweet. I'm like, three likes on the podcast? <laughs> Aren't you here for me on the Giants now? Clearly not. So it might be one giant turd. We'll continue to evolve. (laughs) I'm going to give you a break on this because I think that in the algorithm, Twitter loves little short videos. And so they're going to keep pushing that up your timeline, spread it to more people. And so that's how something like your ring doorbell video gets 700,000 views. And they hate links. They don't like columns. They don't like podcast links. They don't like website links. They push that down or just completely ignore it. So if you try to leverage your following to go do something, to go watch something, to go, you know, read something or listen, they don't want that. I know. And I'm going to have to be another pig on a Tuesday. I'm going to have to quote tweet the ring video, I think, with the link (laughs) of the podcast and hope to converse the both because... Look, again, the name of the game is getting people to listen to the podcast. That's why the company wants me to do it. And if this is the most attention I will ever get as a Giant fan and the podcast yields zero results, I mean, my you know, my ass might be on the way out the door. Has the boss or the bosses said anything about this viral the, video? The only quote-unquote boss I've spoken to is Pete the Body Bilotti, so I don't know that he counts. Wow. But our boss, I know, retweeted it, which I also thought was interesting because there was an <laughs> error not that long ago where if you dare cursed, even if it wasn't on the air, you, you wrote a tweet out without the stars or something, you would get really reamed at by our old bosses. And this is full not suitable for work. This is me off the air, a couple F-bombs and S-bomb, like you, hearing me, like unless you're close to me, you would never hear me before. And our bosses retweeted it twice. So it's just a different realm and world we're living in now. Like, Ten years ago, I tweeted that video, I'd be fired. Fired. Now it's embraced. <laughs> And I kind of knew that, too, when I tweeted it. I'm like, I, I think I'm safe because of our bosses here. What a wild turn of events. It's it's just a wild turn of events that 
your insane fandom has now propelled you in the eyes of the bosses to be the voice of the Giants fan. You, they want you in the podcast. They retweet that. They want you on Giants postgame shows. Your Giants yeah. insanity has has been a lifeblood for you. And it's weird because that shouldn't really be a niche because <laughs> the Giants are the most popular football team in the biggest city in America, and we are the station for the New York Giants. So it's not like I'm some kind of like weird, oh, he's a New Jersey Devils fan. Yeah, I do find that a little weird. I'm like, there's plenty of giant fans that scream and yell and go nuts, but I'm not going to shy away from. It. I'm going to. That's it. When you say we're the station for the New York Giants, you mean on the local? Uh, I'm sorry, side. on the local side where the you know they really push the podcast. Yeah, for the same local side. Yes. same company, same bosses. Yeah, same Com- the company. Yes. What a, what a world! Unbelievable. Seven hundred. You probably you could hit a million views on your ring doorbell. Well, and my wife reminded me this morning when listening to the show on Tuesday morning. You realize if you actually answered the come on man Instagram post because ESPN had reached out, you probably would have hit over a million views. And that would have just been something I could never replicate in a million years. And something I wasn't even going, like I was going for like people around the show or listeners would like it. I never, this many people, that's crazy. And the video of me crying, by the way, on a normal day, if I never had the ring video, 25,000 views, we'd be like, that's incredible you got 25,000 views. That's just like not even thought of. Because of the ring video, which is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So Monday Night Football and ESPN reached out to Mraz on Monday morning, and they wanted permission to run the ring doorbell video on their segment, Come On, Man, which you probably would have gotten ripped if it's on Come On, Man. So what? Of course. I got ripped for two days. But that's how they kind of frame it. Yeah. right. Come on, man. You're crying or screaming and yelling after that. Yeah. But then you didn't see that request, so you never green-lighted it, so they didn't run it on Monday Night Football. Well, I answered them at 1030, said, I assume it's too late. (laughs) Of course, no response. They're like, you're dead to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> old news now. We had to produce an right. entire show without you. Exactly. Buddy. What a day. What a week. And it's only Tuesday. What happens from here? Floods, viral videos. How about us making fun of your viral videos as Vikings gets <laughs> written up in the trades? Yeah. I, uh, again, is an insider website, Barrett Sports Media. Hey, guys, write about the video. <laughs> not the making fun of the video. That's like writing about Scary Movie and not Scream. <laughs> I saw that. I go, are you kidding me? Now, I loved it because it was good attention for the show, but that's what you choose to write about after the whole thing? I don't know. Yeah. It was so weird. They and wrote about the spoof. It's just like... This is That's like running about Amish paradise over gangsters paradise. <laughs> they chose to spoof. And it's just amazing that us reenacting pirates making fun of you was interesting enough to have anybody want to write about it. Right. By the way, 15 things like that happen on the show every day, right? Although it was very, very funny. The R of Rabel got me. It is funny, but, you know, forget, God forbid... You know, the Mark Stoops interview gets oh, right, exactly. Right. Some amazing Rex Ryan with the feet we put out. Well, that you know, we hope, but who knows? But saying R to your ring doorbell video suddenly, and that those clips, Pete has been so good weaving in and out of oh. these conversations. I mean, really, my my sides were really hurting the other day because you're so loud and so aggressive and yelling, and he's just dropping them in, and then. He is 
pulling out the dog bark. Oh, the dog and bark just is so funny. Drop it in the dog bark, and it's just perfect. He isolates it so per. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah, and yeah, and even the, the other part about the, it's only week one. Like he's all over that now too. <laughs> and special stuff. Special. That's, that's the special stuff, man. That's special stuff. Which that was something I, I had sent to you guys some Instagram account Friday beers. People were sending me clipped just that part. Special stuff. Yeah. They had this whole thing about their Friday beers, and it was like football season, be like, and it's me going, that was some special stuff, man. <laughs> they just clipped that part of the video. People got it, couldn't get enough of that. What a week. What a life. What a world. Yeah. Unreal. Okay. You got Bogues on side B? Here we go. All right. Let's do it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Howdy, doody do. Welcome into Side B. How are you? It's Mraz, it's Bogish. It's another glorious permission granted podcast as we embark on mid-September, Bogey. How are you? I'm doing well, Jack Stern. How are you? Food is family. Of course. Food is, in fact, family. So, a fun start to the DA show. Of course, there's Pete the Body Pilati asking for extra entries into the knockout pool. Let's just start right there because you and I have been behind the scenes on some of Pete's discretions, including tipping the scales to try to get, you know, cheaper lunch, hiding yeah. sandwiches. Your thoughts. I mean, I trashed Pete. Your thoughts on Pete texting me, knowing damn well he couldn't, but that was a wink-wink. Can you do this one a solid for me? I'm just, I'm worried. I'm worried for Pete. Again, if you're somehow new to this, this predates the DA show in the morning, but there was a time where Pete Bellotti went to the local deli, which has a buffet. So you fill up your tray, you bring it to the register, you put it on the scale, and you pay whatever it is per pound. And Pete had a trick of leaving the styrofoam container like off the edge a little bit. The person, the register didn't notice and therefore the full weight of his lunch wasn't getting weighed. He was saving some money. Then of course on the show, there was the, Hey, do you want breakfast? No, but I'll take lunch to bring home with me debacle. And now the flip side of that is him trying for a fourth time to give you $26 in a survivor pool. And a pig move at that. And that's your focus, and that's fine. But my focus is the fact that he needed to bet 
more on football when well, last year he was basically wagering pretzel sticks. Look, he he's he's what? He's got, you know, other jobs working, people are rising him up a ladder, which is great. So I totally get where you're coming from, that he's elevated his gambling game. And as yeah. he said on the air, I'm not the one that needs a phone number. So he got real defensive over that. Of course he did. But I'm shocked, and I understand that the angle you're taking, you don't get it. He tried to use his relationship with me, the one running the pool, to try to get an edge after knowing so many other people, including a couple of his, were eliminated, Bogues. He was aware of the mass elimination and knew that nobody was allowed in, but still wanted to text me like, hey, maybe Sean will just quickly do me a solid. He'll take 25 extra bucks. He tried to cheat. That's cheating what right. he tried to do. But he did that because he needed to bet again. It wasn't like, hey, dude, I completely forgot. And by the way, he would have lost because he would have had Denver. Right. But, like, I could see if he was like, dude, I because I even asked you at, like, 1230 on Sunday, can I still get in thinking that maybe I missed a third? You had to be nah. in before Thursday night. One o'clock. So I'd understand if he was, like, totally spaced, my bad, and then picked an obvious one. Everyone was picking Denver. He didn't pick the Niners. But he did that. He cheated because he had to scratch the itch. He had to, for a fourth time, give you an entry. That's the that's the headline here. He's gone off a gambling cliff. And it's legalized this full football season. It wasn't last year. Who knows what that phone app looks like with Pete the Body. This is what I'm saying. And from a Petey guy... Nichols. Right. From a guy that's usually scrounging every last dime, not paying for anything, not, not paying full price for things, now he's got 100 bucks to burn on your survivor pool in week one? Somebody call Bridget. Seriously, meeting time. For Someone's Pete. got to. intervention time. Meeting time for Sit Pete. Down. Well, you know the man has lost weight, so maybe he's from put- his wallet. I was gonna say maybe he's putting food down and putting gambles in. I'd rather him eat. Wow. Okay, you'd rather him fatten up than keep gambling. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Well, if he's gonna run his family into the ground financially. Well, I don't think. <laughs> well, he was would have been old for four. I don't think that's it all. Look, I'd I'd say things about their budget if that if that's it. It's one hundred and four dollars down the drain. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it should be noted, by the way, I used a website to run this pool on, and yes. I had to. You have to pay everybody's dollar per entry after week one. So I went to do that today. This is a side note that only we would care about. And my bank blocked payment to this specific website as like worrying it was like fraudulent. So you, that was a little worrisome. You know what's weird? The NFL. I have the same problem with them because I, so I went from having NFL Game Pass, which you can go back and watch any game. Yep. To now it's called NFL Plus. And it's a whole right. streaming thing. But whatever third party company they use to charge for that service, your bank every year my credit card is like absolutely not, and it's the NFL. How Very are they odd. Even, right? Very odd. Makes no sense. Yes, yeah, so I had to hit a whole approval thing. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Now, I do have to thank you, I guess, because this, my reaction, two of them, one of them has gone really crazy. Yeah. Which is funny because I had a reaction where I, you know, I'm sobbing and that has you know nearly 30,000 views, which normally would be like, well, that's crazy. You got that. But that was buried because of a video that basically three quarters of a million views. Yeah. The Ring video, which I guess people love The Ring, and you have been the one to defend and say, not stage, not an act. And I've gotten a lot of those tweets that people believe that. And I want to make this clear. I get it. I I get it, because I would be cynical and think that too. But you have come to my defense, thankfully, to say, I'm a bozo, I'm a loser, and that is real, but that is the problem. So it does suck that you're still crushing me, but at least you've defended me, because it it takes all these people that don't know me, assuming, by the way, that that I'm... Putting on some kind of act. And all I would say to this, 
come meet my wife. If you think my wife is out to make me film outtakes and cut them up on ring videos for me, you don't know my wife. Right. There's the last thing she wants to yeah, do. There's zero chance she's being a cinematographer and editor on, no on shot. you taking. While she's hitting on the kids while I'm right. screaming and cursing? No, no thanks. No. So, again, the, the game is the part where it becomes Mraz and the business of Mraz is you sending the videos out so everyone can well, see hold us. Hold on. Can I defend myself before you continue there on that? Yeah, please. I totally get, well, you didn't have to send it out. Is everybody not human? If you if you realize everybody's been an idiot in one way or another, maybe not to the extreme I have. I sent that video out an hour and a half after it happened, and I decompressed and calmed down off the high of the giant game. Right. I watched and I was able to look back and go, "Boy, this is I, this is silly, man. I was I was really on a high, going nuts." I acknowledge an hour and a half later, "Oh, this is kind of funny. I'll send it out." But in real time, I didn't film it being funny. So I don't understand. Like, I shouldn't share it because it means I'm trying to be an attention pig. It's funny content after a while. And and. Had you like gotten to Wednesday of this week and then just shared it with us, like, look at me what I did right. on Sunday, DA would probably be mad at you for taking three days to alert us to golden audio. So, yeah, I'll probably defend you again. Like, why wouldn't you have shared that? I'm just trying to remember but now. But if I didn't work in radio, you'd probably send that. Yeah. Not that you purposely did it, but afterwards, if you had enough right. time to go back, like it's like the Bobcat video when that yeah. got filmed oh. on a ring. And the how did it happen, right. guy? Like the Bobcat guy looked for attention. No, he knew it was yeah. a crazy video. I'm because I'm trying just trying to think the way you worded the tweet when you sent I said it out. my wife caught me in the ring. My wife caught me in the ring. Can I explain that wording? Because that got crushed for it too. She was not sitting there. Of course not. Not in the game. My I phone goes outside. off. Yes, she has the ring app on her phone. I right. don't. She had put the kids to bed. She's watching Grey's Anatomy in bed. Well, doesn't know what's going story. on because she's not watching the game with me. I'd seize this video of me just screaming to the heavens of relief as I'm trying to be courteous and not wake up the kids as the flu was going through the house. Right. That's how she caught me on the ring. What does that mean? Yeah. No, I no, I I, I get you. I, 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 I get you. Um, I guess, though, this is like because you're so insane sometimes and unique, you've put yourself in this scenario where nobody believes you. Nobody gives you the benefit of the doubt, and everyone's going to nitpick every like even last word choice. Right. On but all that's these where I also have a problem where people go, well, "Nobody's going to believe you." What in what realm have I given anybody no reason to believe me on stuff like this? If anything, I've proven to be an, a certified maniac. Well, but 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 still, even though we the list is long, crying over Ryan Callahan, the Shermer meltdown, like I'm passionate and emotional right. when it comes to the sports, but like. Some of it still is preposterous, even though we've seen it before. Like, I, like DA said on the air Tuesday, and I have the same, like, I can't fathom being that worked up in any direction, happy, sad, whatever, by a Giants win in week one. After the Super Bowl, when they beat the Patriots, was I screaming out my apartment window, banging drums? Did me and our boy Nick Costos and other friends that they worked with at Sears at that point well, go into the city and be jerks in Manhattan? Of course we did. But that's because they won the Super Bowl, not because they won week one over somebody. And I would point to this. In my mentions of this video, mm -hmm. the while you have some of the people going, oh, this is stage whatever, there have been far more people that have either tagged a loved one of their own, this was you right after this game, blah, blah, blah. Like, a large amount of Giants fans right. have quotes to me and go, this was exactly me screaming and yelling. So clearly, I don't think I'm in some kind of minority here for that, acting like that big of an idiot after this specific game. I think the feelings that the game stirred up in you are common among Giant fans because they would have... In the past, not gotten the two-point conversion right. and lost by one. Or, or kicked the field, the field goal would have right. went through and they would have lost. Or 
never recovered and lost 26 to 3 like the Jets. Right. And you're like, oh, here we go again. Yes. So I, I get it. I had the same thought when the when the kick missed. I went, wow, that's different. Yeah. That's different. That was that feeling. But then it's that's my reaction. And then like three levels of expansion and heightened is where you come in. So like I think people felt that way. I would still like pretty confidently bet that you were in the minority in terms of actually yelling outside your house or crying into a camera phone. Perhaps. Nonetheless, the point stands. Giants are well on their way to a football season. I mean, sure. Let's Until go. Until they lose to the Panthers this weekend. All right, Bogues, you could follow everybody, or everybody could follow you on Twitter. Uh, at Pete has a gambling problem. And you could follow me on Twitter at Pete still has a gambling problem. Have a great week, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.